Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have, almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this show for selfish reasons, because we will be retiring in the next few years, but we're not sure where. Then a light bulb went off in Jean's head. What are others doing? With so many baby boomers retiring, there must be many relocating. So we decided, let's connect with them and pick their brains. But first, a little background. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college who loves working with students, faculty, and staff. I am not Asian. (laughs) Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I am a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York for many years and have been thinking about our future home. So we'll be speaking to folks from around the country and now around the world who have moved to venues of their dreams and more. And we will share their stories and we will share their intimate secrets. No. I'm just kidding, Jean. But we will provide information that you may not find anywhere else. So stay tuned. Hi there. Today we chat with Richard and Rumi Barbary in Pravet City, Bulgaria. Bulgaria is the oldest country in Europe. It is in Southeast Europe with Greece and Turkey to the south and the Black Sea to the east. Pravets is in central western Bulgaria, about 37 miles from Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria. Pravets was home of Pravets with a Z computers, a Bulgarian company which produced computers from 1979 until the early 1990s. The first Pravets computers were nearly identical clones of the original Apple II. Wow. Now, here's more interesting information. And you guys will have to tell us if this is true. Bulgarian greetings consist of a firm handshake, direct eye contact, and the appropriate verbal greeting for the time of day. They greet each person in a group individually, starting with women and elderly persons. And that, I think, is very forward for any country. Because it's never the women and the elderly. They're usually behind. I I just love that. Here's something more interesting. They shake their heads to mean yes and nod to mean no. I wonder (laughs) if that, is that true? Yes. Yes. Oh, man. I mean, I would make so many mistakes. Oh, yes, you would. (laughs) Okay. I did myself. Oh, man. Okay. So here's a little background about our guests. Richard was born in Atlanta, Georgia, grew up in Ohio. He attended Ohio State University. While attending Ohio State, he joined the Ohio National Guard as a member of the 166th Tactical Fighter Squadron in Columbus. He then served in the Ohio and Georgia Air National Guard, as well as the U.S. Air Force Reserves for over 33 years and retired at the rank of Chief Master Sergeant. His focus was in radar operations and intelligence. Thereafter, he took a teaching position in Albany, Georgia. Richard married, divorced, and has two children who are now in the Atlanta area working in healthcare and business fields. And upon retirement, he continued teaching in international schools in Kuwait for eight years and China for one year. Wow, that's cool. So you know Chinese. Okay, I better not speak another language. No. Okay. <laughs> You're safe. During his time in Kuwait, he met Rumyana, who we know as Rumi, Marcheva, who is Bulgarian, and they married. He has a stepson with Rumi, who is working in the Netherlands in finance. He retired from teaching internationally a few years ago and moved with Rumi to Pravets. Rumi, born and raised in Sofia, the capital, went to an architectural and construction high school. She did animation movies after that, and then later attended Moscow University and graduated from its business and economics program. Thereafter, she became director of projects working in the construction field in Sofia. 
And it's amazing all that she's done. She envisioned and designed and built complexes that were millions of dollars in euros around these amazing ski resorts. And then when she met Richard, they fell in love and she left behind her technical career where she built resort complexes and joined him in the education field, working with kindergartners. Imagine that, Jean, going from these tremendous buildings and structures to working with three to four-year-olds building Lego blocks or wooden blocks, but they are the building blocks of life, right? Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) So during retirement, they both retired. During retirement, Richard and Rumi have been enjoying traveling around the world, except during the pandemic, and they hope to continue in the near future. He's hoping to start playing golf again, and they both wish to attend local festivals coming up and enjoying their free time at home, which, by the way, is located at a golf resort. Wow, what a life. Richard and Rumi, welcome to retire there. So let's talk about Pravets. How did you decide to move there? We actually had a three-day argument moving here. No, just coming here. Well, just even coming here. <laughs> uh, we were looking, I was still teaching in Kuwait, and it was my last contract, which are two-year contracts. And I knew I was going to be retiring soon, and we didn't really know where we were wanting to retire to. And so we were looking around Sofia for a place to live. They were either too small, no parking, too loud. There just really wasn't anything that really fit what we wanted in Sofia. And so I was looking on the website about two weeks before we were actually leaving to go back to Kuwait to start teaching again, I found a website that says there are apartments, 37,000 euro apartments next to a golf course. And I went, (laughs) I might not want a 37,000 euro apartment, but I bet you they have some that are a little bit bigger and more expensive that we could get. And so I said, let's go to Providence. That's when the argument went on for three days about it's too far away. It's hard to get to. Finally, Rumi told me just to shut you up. We'll go to Providence just to see it. And (laughs) I went, okay. So we drove up. We found a villa that is next to the golf course from our balcony. You can actually, there's a lake outside around the resort in the golf course. Uh, so you can see the lake and the mountains and the country club and everything from our the balcony. So I was like, I told the realtor, I says, I'm not saying that I'm going to buy here, but if I buy here, this is the only place that I wanted. And we bought it. And <gasps> we were doing remodeling in the place or planning to. In Europe, you really don't get things like a kitchen already there. So it was pretty much like bare bones. And so we had to go in do some updates and other things too to the place. We actually had the contractors come in in the wintertime because they didn't have another job. So they actually finished the remodel before we signed the contract to the place. Wow. And so they were we they were really lucky that we actually bought the house because <laughs> but we bought it and it's it's been wonderful here. Sitting on the back porch, I can a patio, I can uh see the 15th tee box from my from my patio. And when I walk our dog uh, around the lake, it's around the golf course and the hotel and everything. So it's a, wow. it's a hard life. I'll admit. So. <laughs> was was it close to as inexpensive as the advertisement said? It was a little bit more than 37,000 euro. <laughs> uh, but the uh, in fact, we never even saw the apartments. They, the realtor never even took us to the apartments. Uh, uh, they ju- she just took us straight to the villas. It was not a bad price, you know, for the time. We was her first real uh, sale as a realtor here. Oh, wow! Uh, they had the places. They had sixty-seven units already built. They had like fourteen of the sixty-seven already sold. After we bought, they sold like almost all of them. Instantly. Yeah. So it was, uh, we got a good deal. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't one of these 10,000 euro 
projects and all that that you can find around here. It's one of the most Western complexes in Bulgaria. Its hotel is literally around the corner from our house. And we can use there yeah. the facilities. So we, we can got, use the gyms, swimming yeah. pool, uh, saunas. Spa. We have three saunas and two steam rooms and, you know, an indoor Olympic-sized swimming pool and gym and around the corner from our house. So And tennis courts. Yeah, go, and there's a PGA Golf Academy at this site. They're trying, they were trying to increase the knowledge of golf in Bulgaria. Hmm. So they literally built a indoor outdoor PGA golf academy, driving range, computerized swing setup and everything within the complex. And so you can work on your game here. It's everything that we were looking to have and more so. So we've wow it's been it's been wonderful here. And you know, walking around the lake takes me about 45 minutes and oh great in the whole bit so they're actually putting in a new restaurant that it's going to be a they're building a ship they're bringing it to the lake and they're actually going to be serving seafood restaurant in on the lake and so that's going to be coming up in the near future and other things too but so i guess Rumi, this all um took you by surprise huh that it wasn't uh, Sophia, but yet amazing. So you agreed? Uh, yes, I agreed. And I'm very happy with uh, here with the area. It was wonderful. Uh, especially during pandemic, we were, we feel blessed here. Okay. During the lockdown and they closed the hotel, obviously, and, you know, all the other businesses, but I could still walk our dog around the lake and walk around the grounds. And they kept the place up for the residents here. So they cut the grass and did everything during the time period. So I've had people go, well, you know, how did you deal with the pandemic? And I was like, to be quite honest, it was like a normal day. We just wake up and. Yeah, you you wouldn't even know. Yeah, it's when it snowed around here, we just make a fire in the fireplace. There are worse places to be than <laughs> privates during a pandemic. Yeah, and so, yeah. Okay. But it, like I said, it's been a wonderful place. Great, great. So for our audience, I just wanted to mention that today... A euro is a dollar nineteen in the United States. So, around the time that you were checking out a few years ago, I guess it would have been, uh, let's see, thirty-seven thousand. I have here about a forty-eight thousand dollars U.S. So yeah. that's an amazing that's price. Yeah, for the, well, that was for one of the apartments. The mm-hmm. we, the villas were the square meter was nine hundred and fifty euro. Yeah. The cost of a year of the villa at the time or any of the complexes was, and it's in square meters. And so it's not square feet. So, okay. okay. And you are obviously a better mathematician than I am because I was no. social studies. No, I have a calculator uh, here. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've got, well, I can, have to convert. yeah, we have to, I have to convert meters to feet. Mm-hmm. And oh, I can't even, I can't that. even do that now. I can't even do that now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah but we did. Uh, and on top of that, the properties here are sold primarily in euro, mm-hmm. but yes, everything else is in, in eurozone. Yes, but most of the other things are done in leva, which is the Premium. Bulgarian money. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially two leva to the euro. That's, less than- That's how I count it. So it's, it, it's really easy to divide by two. Uh, for leva, then you just divide that by two, and it's a euro. Uh, I got a exchange app on my phone that does everything for me. So, <laughs> but I just don't even think about dollars. I mean, I, I don't think dollars anymore. I think leva. Right, uh, right. It's like when I was in Kuwait, I thought dinar and rimbi in China and all that stuff. So it's okay. So it's affordable. So it's affordable to buy a house there. <laughs> oh, very much. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yes. still. It was a little less than what a typical 1700 square foot house would be around. Okay. But, you know, and like I said, it's a resort. So it's got a lot more things. So it's if you were going into some of the gated communities, I, we were looking at living in Las Vegas for a while. 
in some of the gated communities had some of the similar things around, but you know, it, it wasn't so similar to that only. Yeah. There's no green there. There's green here. Um, right. Right. Our property tax is a hundred and roughly $120 a year. Wow. Oh my goodness. But, wow. Okay. But that also counts our garbage collection for the hmm. year. Wow. <laughs> so, and then we have an HOA here. So that was 110 euro. It goes based on our square meters. Okay. So it's 110 euro a month mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. our. Oh, that's not bad uh, at all. Oh yeah. Compared to lots of the other ones. That's 24 hour security. That's, they cut our grass. They do the hedges and all that. Everything in the resort is done along those lines. And so streets are cleaned. And when the snow comes, they actually plow the streets. So it makes it really nice. And I have to tell you, I didn't know much about um, Bulgaria and I looked it up. It's absolutely beautiful. It's it is. stunning. And then I, I read that it's probably the lowest cost of living of any European country. It's down there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but it's down, that's it, amazing. I think it's, it's quite a secret. A lot yeah. of people don't know about, but it's it's just this beautiful looks. It looks like it is. It is a lot absolute... of people don't know where is Bulgaria. Yeah, right. yeah, and yeah. That's why this is the reason we don't have a lot of uh, people from the states coming here, or they don't know anything for Bulgaria. My family, when I first, when we first got married, and I took oh, my, yeah. I took my, I took Rumi to Georgia to South Georgia to see my family down there. Mm-hmm. And my uncle, and I was trying to explain where she was from and introduced her to Uncle Robert. And I said, she's from Bulgaria. And he goes, I know where Bulgaria is. And I go, you do? He goes, yeah, I've been there. I said, you did? And he goes, yeah, we built a church there. <laughs> and I went, you did? <laughs> And what he meant was his church went to Bolivia <laughs> instead oh of Bulgaria. <laughs> and I said, Uncle Robert, you only missed it by about 10,000 miles. <laughs> and so, but yeah, it was a, so a lot of people didn't, you know, ha- don't have a clue about this place. And especially when I first joined the Air National Guard when I was in college, one of our first places that we were supposed to go is to Turkey and defend Turkey and the Bosporus and the Dardanelles. So I was supposed to, you know, we would target things like in Bulgaria. And so I tell everybody I used to target Bulgaria oh and God. now I have property in a white here. So I'm glad I didn't blow anything up. Oh it, is, it really, I mean, you don't think about the Black Sea is five hours away. It's warm. It's beautiful. The Beaches are nice. Greece, Athens is an eight-hour drive if we want. Bucharest is four hours away from here. It's kind of like living, you know, when I tell everybody, everybody says that it's really exotic. And I'm like, you know, if you're in Atlanta and you drive four hours, you're in, you know, Tennessee or something like that. And if I drive four hours, I'm in Romania. So (laughs) it's just a little... More exotic. Yeah. And I've been living overseas now for 10 years and it'll be 11 years in August. So I'm just, I'm just kind of used to this now. Yeah. Well, that was my big question. Um, Initially, how did you decide to (laughs) want to retire abroad? And, 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 and wait, before you answer that question, I think um, Rumi, you probably gave into Privets because he moved abroad to Bulgaria for you, right? No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> That's definitely a no face. No, because you guys, really you guys rom- met in Kuwait. really romantic. <laughs> but it's not, but you can keep that. I mean, it sounds great. I have to use that. Okay, no, no, no. So, so tell us, <laughs> how did you decide to move overseas? And then Rumi will tell us her answer. Well, I was retiring in Georgia in 2010 and from teaching, also in the reserves. So, and I was changing, you know, midlife crisis, changing everything. And 
So to be honest, what I really wanted to do was to move to Asheville, North Carolina (laughs) and get a job teaching up there. That didn't happen. Uh, I was looking for a teaching job in 2010 during the crisis was really tough to try to find a job. Yeah. You know, I put my resume out in a bunch of places online and I had this person call me up from Denver of all places. And he Mm. goes, he wanted to interview me for a position in Kuwait. And he asked me and I was like, I got nothing else to do. So I thought I'd do a year in Kuwait. So August of 2010, I got on an airplane and I flew to Kuwait. And the irony was, is in the reserves, my boss uh, wanted me to get desert time. He said he meant Baghdad. Uh, so that's why I went to Las Vegas, uh, and I worked, my last assignment was in Las Vegas, but the irony was he, he wanted me to go to Kuwait for like three years and I kept on, you know, deflecting. And the very first place I went after I retired was Kuwait. I literally thought I would do a year and I was like, I can do a year anywhere. Um, It's the military mindset. Yeah. yeah, It was uh, (laughs) That or jail. I don't know. It was uh, uh, smart choice. Yeah. And so I just uh, so I I was going to do a year and because to me, I've always worked public school in my I never even thought about international teaching when I was teaching in the States. Uh, Teaching in the States to me was or teaching internationally was DOD, Department of Defense Schools, Mm -hmm. working on a, a base and teaching you know, military kids, or I would be in some Swiss castle, uh, like Harry Potter with (laughs) cape and a stick. And I would be teaching kids, you know, something like that. I had no idea that there were international schools all over the world. Wow. And there's about 30 to 40,000 American teachers teaching all over the world. So, when I got to Kuwait, I literally, you know, when the doors opened from getting my luggage, I took two steps out and two guys grabbed me, picked me up, grabbed my bags, threw me in a bus, took me to my school. And <laughs> I thought you were going to say they mugged you. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Or kidnapped that you. Was my, that was my, uh, the human resource guy that, that you know, him and uh, one of the, uh, his workers grabbed me and they threw me on the bus and took me to my apartment. And I was there for four years. And then uh, I had a job offer in China. And so I went, it was outside of, uh, I was outside of Guangzhou in Hong Kong, in Shenzhen, in Macau. And we were in a small little fishing village of 400,000 people. Wow. uh, Right on the Pearl River. Mm -hmm. And I stayed there for a year and we went back and I, you know, it was fine. It was the best haircuts I ever had are in China. <laughs> I would get my haircut every day if I could in China. <laughs> okay. 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 Right but now. it was, <laughs> but we went back to Kuwait and no, we feel so lonely there. Yeah. It That's was why we didn't we have, have so friends. many friends in in. One of the things we got real used to in Kuwait was there's a large expat community. Okay. So there were a lot of British and a lot of Americans and a lot of Canadians and Bulgarians and mm-hmm. everybody. So when we would go out, we had lots of Bulgarian friends in Kuwait. A lot of them were the doctors and medical staff at the Kuwait military hospital. Mm-hmm. So we had really, you know, a lot of good friends. In where we were in China, it was somewhat isolated. Even though Hong Kong was, you know, seventy minutes away and mm. Guangzhou was ninety minutes, it wasn't. Yeah, it except wasn't for those haircuts. You know, so I, the, I, I'm serious. I, I still that, that's my standard is China for haircuts. Um, so, Rumi, and, how did you wind up in Kuwait? <laughs> long story. Uh, long story. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> actually, no, because we, we only have forty-five minutes, guys. Maybe, yeah. maybe. We actually maybe. met online. Yes. And, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we started dating us, nothing in. And I invite him for Christmas. 
in and, Bulgaria. And so when I flew from Kuwait to Bulgaria for Christmas, I literally said, will you marry me? I live in Kuwait. And this was the first day. <laughs> and I was like, and I figured either A, she loved me, or B, she had no idea what Kuwait was. <laughs> I don't know what is Kuwait. But she she said yes. When she got to Kuwait, we had like... No, first, well, first you came for the wedding here. Well, the wedding here, and then I had to go, I had he to go back. He said that... Oh, you have two months and you can make the wedding. Two months is, I thought, was plenty of time to get <laughs> do a wedding. I was told. Without him, everything I have to You're go. laughing and he's not. So I know I'm kind of right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, we eloped. We eloped. We, we skipped all that and we married, yeah, we went, we married, <laughs> we married in Italy. In Italy no, so. we had to do it because all these documents and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. When you are moving from one country to another country. It's a lot harder. It's a lot <laughs> yeah, harder yeah, than yeah. this. I just want to get this straight. So the first time you met, We've you started marrying? We've been online and doing things. Right, right, but the first time well, you met, the first time you met face to face, you asked her to marry you? Yeah. Wow. Yay. That's good and, for you. And Rumi, did you say yes right away or did you hesitate? She was like this crazy American. <laughs> <laughs> no. When we first met, he hugged me <gasps> and I said, oh, my God, I want to spend my life in this hug. Oh, oh my God, Jean. <laughs> and this was the it. reason to say yes. Oh. I don't know what he did with this hug, but oh. this was the truth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, That's I can't take it. All right, all right, we we got to go back to the show. Right, we all have right. to go back to the show. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to something that's not so fun. Let's go to healthcare. How, how <laughs> how's healthcare in here? <laughs> yeah, property. really, really. We have we have listeners who who may be interested. Oh, by yeah. the way, as of this morning. There were nine listeners to our podcast from Bulgaria. Oh my so, god! Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I'm 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 actually very very excited to see what'll happen after we release. This oh, episode. let us know. Yeah, of course. We would love to, we would love of course. to meet them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so uh, tell us about the healthcare. Okay, one of the advantages I have that I have is when I retired in the state of Georgia, I was allowed to keep my healthcare from the state of Georgia, uh, state merit at the exact same rate as if I was actually working. So my premium is $78 a month. Yeah, well, and, and now to, to be fair, that's, it's Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they do the bronze, the silver and mm -hmm. gold, right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the the bronze one. So I got the lowest one, mm -hmm. but it's mine is $78 a month there. Because I also retired from the military, I get TRICARE. So I get TRICARE overseas. And What's so that? I, TRICARE is the military healthcare program. I can go to a VA hospital or I could go to a military base and all, all right that. anywhere anywhere yes right, um, right. oh wow and so but because i'm overseas in bulgaria there's limited healthcare here i just have to pay for it and then i get reimbursed so it's not that's not a bad and also i have to have state or i have to have a private healthcare plan in bulgaria for my residency which it costs this time 165 level it was 165 level Per year. Per year. So, which wow. is uh, around a hundred dollars. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. For both of you? Exactly hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, it is. As the course today. So, it costs a hundred dollars a year for my health care. What about Rumi? Is that included? No, she's no, on the government. I have, I have my health insurance, which is like a 25 level per month, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is government. You can go everywhere with this. Wow. wow. So when I've, I've been, in fact, I've had, a, I had to get some surgery here. Rumi had to get surgery last, year. last summer. In, and they cover everything. Just yeah. if, because, you, if you choose the team which you want to, to make your surgery, you, ha you have to pay extra. Okay. So, okay. Well, one lever... Is equal to sixty-one cents 
in the U.S. Yes. So, okay. So your healthcare is amazingly low compared to the U.S. (laughs) Yeah. And I go to... The difference is that when you go in the Bulgarian hospitals or clinics, you don't have to expect the is what there is in the American hospitals, the the luxury all this the the doctors are and nurses are really good mm. as a specialist, just the equipment is not so good. Mm-hmm. And there are private uh, clinics which you have all the 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 best uh, equipment there. Wow, okay. You have to know where to go. Right. It's a. It's really like I said. I had, I had to get a kidney stone and some other issues done in May, April. The total cost was forty one hundred leva, and so it's like a little over two thousand euro. Yeah. But that was like you know, in suppose and I was told I was seeing the best urologist in Europe. What? In Europe. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> and he flew in. He was from Spain. Oh, uh, wow! And he, he flies in to. He's own part owner of the clinic that I went oh. to. You know, all these old men uh, just come in for for a week and uh, all get fixed, and then we all. Wow, he, uh, he was so happy that I actually spoke English, and he could actually speak English. I didn't realize that not only was I going to be awake during my what? procedure, they did a epidural. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so back. you're not awake. Right, right. Well, no, I was. You're awake. Uh, and in fact, well, not only was I awake, it was a spine work. Was like in my spine. Yeah, so yeah. I like when numb. we give babies, when we deliver yeah. children. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah. You don't, you don't feel. It's, it's not like raw surgery, though. He has some yeah, painkiller. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it was. And but I was actually he had a television screen above my head because he was talking to a German doctor about the procedure. And so they were speaking English. And so I was literally listening to how to do my surgery and watching it on the television while I was actually having it. And I was like, if I pay 100 euro more, can I be completely knocked out? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, no. And so it was, but they were wonderful. My healthcare here, everything that I did here, the pe- the healthcare workers and the doctors have been just as professional and just as nice as I've had in the United States. So the amount you paid for that operation, did you have to pay for that out of pocket or was it covered by I one did, of your insurance? But then I get, I then send it into uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield and TRICARE and they're in the process of reimbursing. Oh, even so I'll Blue, get even Blue Cross covers, and that—that's in. The, I would figure they'd only cover something from the states, no? They cover. They're no. I get covered anywhere in the world. And, but, but uh, even if you weren't in the military, like if I were to come to Bulgaria to to live, and I needed health care, if I have it, private health insurance, right? I buy private health insurance. It's mm-hmm. still like a fraction of the cost here. It was a, like I said, it's it's less than. It's 170, 180 leva, 175, 180 leva. So it's it's incredibly cheap for health insurance. Yes. And and I got my COVID shots here. No one asked me for money or anything. So uh, every time, you know, I've had some times I've had to go to, uh, we have a clinic in Providence, which is like five minutes away. If I need to go there for any reason, I it's like two minutes and I'm in talking to the doctor or Rumi's talking to the doctor because they talk Bulgarian. And, and so they just she explains it to them and they do everything and they never ask me for a penny out of the clinic. They've been wonderful in the emergency room. They go into an emergency room and not having to pay a penny. That's amazing. And what about um, pharmacy and drugs? Do you need a prescription? Can you just go in? Yes. You do need a prescription. That works very similar. And so like, I have a lot of medicines that I take. Most of them are the equivalent. So like I take Lipitor and I take a high blood, I take blood pressure medicine. The ones that I take are the equivalent of Western, like what you would get in the States. Like my Lipitor is not Lipitor, but it's right. the Generic. Bulgarian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not Bulgarian because the most of the uh, medicine they are 
it's written in Bulgarian, but it's uh, German or um, right, France right, right. or mm-hmm. so it's coming from Europe. So it's, it's not. I've never had a problem. In Bulgaria. Yeah, I've right, never had right. any issue about my medicine, and I can get a thirty-day supply of Lipitor for like ten dollars. Yeah. Right. Okay. And that's okay. the full price. Right. You, you, right. You talk about language. Do you need to speak Bulgarian in where you are? It helps. Uh, <laughs> my Bulgarian is horrible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But. And even he doesn't try well, to learn Bulgarian. I, I understand Bulgarian more than I can speak it. Oh, wow. Uh, Good. I know how to nod my head and, you know, and bobble my head and I'm. There are times that people think that I'm Bulgarian, so I'm real proud of myself. <laughs> um, but to be honest, um, there are a lot of foreigners around. There's a lot, and he doesn't feel lonely. There's most of the people here speak speak English to at least certain levels. Some, you know, especially the younger people, oh. they're fluent in English here. So it's not a it's not a huge issue in that sense. If you are going to live in some of the smaller villages outside the major cities, you might have a more difficult time trying to communicate with other people. The advantage that I have is I have Rumi. And so every time, today, for an example, um, I've been working on my residency. I have to have residency. And for the first five years, I have to pay or I have to renew my residency in Bulgaria every year. And then after the fifth year, it goes like every five years, you know, they're changing some of it, but, and so I've been actually having to do my residency. It would be really, really difficult for a person not knowing or having limited Bulgarian language experience to do that. And so for me, it's, you know, she goes up and talks to the woman and I just sign the papers whenever. <laughs> this morning, they finally approved my residency for the third year in a row. So they were asking, because well, I was moving my residency from Sofia at her permanent address in Sofia to Providence. They called up the police station in Botograd, which is the largest city in the area. It's about 10 minutes away. It's about 31,000 people. And they asked the police department or the folks there if they've ever heard of me. And they said no, (laughs) which is a good thing. Um, (laughs) Right. right. So I had to go talk to, I had to go introduce myself to them. And they were wonderful. The guy was actually in the Bulgarian army and he was actually in Afghanistan for a couple of tours. And so the meeting was supposed to take 10 minutes and it took two hours. Oh and it was a lot. That's because we heat. were talking air force and military and, of course, of and course. all that stuff. So it was, you know, it's, it's typical military stuff, but yeah, it, it was the people here. It's the same way in Kuwait and the same way. In people are people. There are people here that are just as nice as you would meet anywhere in the world. I mean, there are good people and there are bad people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but most people here will try to help you the very best they can. So I've had very, very little problems. And a lot of times when they know that I'm American, they like to speak English just because it gives them a chance to practice. Right. And uh, I, I, like, I don't need that. <laughs> but I, in fact, I help some of the kids here in the complex with their English and some of, in some of the uh, adults here I've helped out with uh you know, as they're going through English classes themselves. So I go and help grade their papers and all that stuff. And speaking of residency, does it help that you're married to a Bulgarian or does that not matter in terms of residency? There is matter. Well, you can gain residency in Bulgaria with along those lines. It's a little harder. You've got to have, you know, you've got to know how to go through the uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs to immigration. or Ministry of Immigration that would go, you know, to do it. It's not an, there are it's easier countries. type of visa. Mm, there's okay. different visas here. So there's a work visa. There's a, you know, I'm a family member of a Bulgarian. So on my residency card, 
and um, also the fees for visa and for um, uh, residency is uh, different. But okay. but it can be done if you're not married to a Bulgarian. Yes, there are lots of people here that are. We have a lot of uh, British and some Germans and Italians and you know a lot of Europeans that come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even if you are not married to. Yeah, but you, it can be. It can be right. done. It's just okay. not as easy. And you don't have to be part of the EU of the EU. We are. We are. I know I know it is, but I'm saying another country that's EU. No, 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 no. Okay. It's, um, you can be from the fact, state. In fact, a lot of the British are having a difficult time right now with Brexit. Yeah, sure. Um, and so, like all over Europe, we have lots of friends that are British here, but I am the only American that actually lives in our complex. No. We have a second one that has just <laughs> bought a place. And he's getting remodeled, so he'll have a second one. In the apartments, there are more Russians than there are Americans. In fact, there are several of my friends that were Bulgarian MiG fighter pilots that live here. You know, it's been an interesting experience here. Yeah. So let's talk about what do you guys do for fun? What social activities are available for retirees or for people in general? What yeah, what's yeah. about town? Definitely do do you golf. I did. I've had, like I said, I just had some surgery and I couldn't golf for a, a while because of that. I'm I'm about ready to get back on the course. In fact, the doctors told me not to do anything to swing, you know, anything like that till like the fall. So as soon as I can, I'm going to get back. I, I like to play tennis. I like to golf. The golf pro that actually runs the academy lives like two streets up from me. He's Dutch, but he fiance is a Bulgarian and they just had a baby. So oh. she lived in Kuwait as a airline stewardess attendant for Kuwaiti Air. Between that and going to festivals uh, at here at Providence, every, is it going to be in July or August this August. year? They, in August, August we have it. 19th till 22nd of August, we have a Mozart festival. We have a Mozart festival for an entire week at the hotel wow. around us. And so they they perform. We have, you know, this year they're going to have an opera singer come in and perform. and But they do this every year. And ballet. And they're having and ballet this year also. 20, they did uh, the ballet. They had the large puppets doing with the Mozart The first year we were here, I like going to, we go to the ski resorts. Rumi likes to ski. I like to sit in the pub in my (laughs) ski suit and tell everybody that I skied. Uh, And and you guys live in the Balkan Mountains, right? So we go hiking and stuff like that. You can. There's amazing trails up here. We have a lot of elk and wild boar and deer, bear in the mountains wow. around here. Yeah. So a lot, they actually have like tours to go up, do photography. There's a lot of people that hunt here. I'm not a hunter, but there's a lot of Bulgarians that like to hunt and fish uh, around the area. And we have a lot of fish in the lake. Yeah, we have, we're not allowed to fish the lake until, <laughs> except for certain days, but they, they control that a lot. But There's a lot of things around here. Going to different festivals, every place has their own festival. We went to during even during the pandemic, you had things. Yeah, we had a virtual. We we had a friend that owned a whiskey bar in Sofia, (laughs) and during the pandemic, he they did virtual whiskey tasting nights, and so they would like send via FedEx kind of whiskey for us to drink and then we would get on Facebook and taste them. Uh, It was amazing. We just went to Turnival. Turnival, yes. The Turnival is the oldest. It was the first second second capital of Bulgaria. And they have a laser light show in the town that they perform every Saturday night. Yeah. It depended on on the weather and all that stuff. And um, the old castle, in the capital is right there. And so they do it all on that. And it's beautiful. Bonsko on New Year's Day, uh, which is the ski resort, on January 1st, they do they a have, uh, competition. 
they have they dressed up in like monster. large monster shit suits with large hair and cowbells and all that stuff. In Bulgaria, calls kukiri. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. they do specific dances to ward off evil spirits. And so every little community comes in and does their own oh, cool. dance. And then they there's a competition for it. Ooh. And so I like that. It's neat. I mean, it, you know, yeah. and then everybody dances, everybody in Bulgaria dances. Mm-hmm. And so, and so when you dance, it's like it, it is. Happy. Everybody holds hands and dances around. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, in fact, when I got married, I had to, Lord they sent me God. videos, on uh, YouTube videos on how to dance Bulgarian <laughs> dances so I could dance during my wedding. How do you do, uh, Yumi? How, how was he? You did it. Yeah, it was, it was fun. So there's lots of things around here. They have a. In Vansko, they, they have, have a jazz festival. Yeah, there's a jazz festival coming up in july, july this july. month yeah there's supposed to be an antique car show coming here oh, wow in august mm. i believe for a week also uh, there there are a lot of sports mm-hmm. we have a professional basketball team that's in the bulgarian national basketball association wow that wow. that is in the city next to us and yeah, we can go you know we go and watch them it's you know, the ticket to the game is like five levels. So it's like two and a half euro wow. to get in. So for both of us, <laughs> and get popcorn and beer, it's like, oh my, euro. it's like five euro. Wow. So it's wow. Neat. Yeah. Uh, now, what about, what about the food and the restaurants? Is there a oh. variety or is it mostly Bulgarian? And uh, there's a lot of different foods. There's a lot of seafood mm. um, oh, because of the Black Sea. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, bass and trout because of you know there are so many rivers around here and that the bulgarian food is great if you like the one thing that i couldn't get in kuwait was pork mm. because it's an yeah. islamic yeah. country sure and here pork is everywhere and so <laughs> you can uh, they do you know lots of in we have a lot of cheese they eat cheese, oh. cheese more than milk, yogurt. They have a special the yogurt here. Is yeah. yogurt. There's a special yogurt that they have here, and it's one it's one of the best ones for you in the world. Mm. It is, comes from here. It's not similar uh, to the Greek yogurt. It's better than Greek yogurt. It's one. better <laughs> because the the, um, the bacteria that they do here, the it, it's a special because but, of location. Okay. In, no, okay. it's not just because of the 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 way how they prepare is oh, the it's process? a little different than Greek yeah. yogurt. So, okay. okay. you no know Greek yogurt. In fact, we can get Greek yogurt and all that. And but, also, we made it from goat, from uh, sheep. Mm, yeah, yummy. So it's yummy. a lot, and bull yeah. also. So, and mm-hmm. lots of fruits and vegetables. Uh, sunflowers are sunflower oils one of the main industries here. Rose oil, they're the largest exporter of rose oil in the world. Wow. And lavender. Oh, wow. Uh, And so they do rose festivals all over Bulgaria. Oh, that's so Uh, nice. Rose Valley. Yes. And what about? 112 winery spas spas. in Bulgaria. (laughs) Uh, I have a a question. Do you guys have Asian foods? Japanese, Chinese? We get some and we're getting more. Some Chinese. Chinese mm-hmm. is more popular because there are a lot of Chinese around. Oh, in Bulgaria. In yes. Bulgaria, there are a lot of Chinese people. Oh. Especially in Sofia or in, in the yeah. bigger cities. In the bigger cities. Oh. And a lot of them, they open the restaurants. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, the Chinese food is a little different in Bulgaria than Chinese food in China. Of yeah. course, of course. Just like American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chinese food in America is not Chinese food. Right, right. Well, well, I can get where we are. We're in Brooklyn, New York, and we're close to Manhattan. Um, so we get real Chinese food here as well. Yeah. <laughs> as well as the watered down, I should say. That, the that Americanized. Makes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
And and so it seems like there's plenty to eat, plenty to do. Where do you shop for food? Is is that for a retiree? Can you can you walk to get a cup of coffee, or do you have to drive? Uh, well, for us here, we can. The hotel is literally around the corner from our house, okay. and so I can get. There are five restaurants in the resort, or four, and then there's the golf club, the country club. Mm-hmm. which is in walkable distance too. The city of Providence is like a 15, 20 minute, well, I take it back, about a 20, 25 minute walk mm-hmm. to Providence. And there are places there to get coffee. Coffee, you can shop. And we get a lot of our food. food. You can get there. A lot of fresh vegetables. And okay. They don't use, a lot of this organic, so you don't get a lot of the chemicals. Right, right. right. And so. And is there public transportation for people? Mm-hmm. There who don't, yes. Okay, okay. There are, in fact, there are buses from Providence to Sofia and Botograd, which is the main city in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go into Sofia every day. So a lot of people commute. It's like every hour. Yeah, they commute oh. back and forth into the city. So there's a lot of people here that live in Providence and work in Sofia, work in Sofia every day. Oh, wow. Okay. And 15 minutes to Botograd, you have a big chain mm-hmm. food uh, We have like shops. Would, it's oh, okay. a Coughlin, which is like Kroger's uh, oh, okay. or something okay. like that. So, And we're getting a Fantastico built there. So it's yeah, we have plenty of, of large... Mm-hmm. grocery stores and all that. To be honest, I have a hard time because I don't know what prices for food in the States are. Sure. <laughs> right, right. And so I can't, what I kind of see is what you pay in dollars, we pay in level. Mm, half. So yeah, yeah. I budget like a hundred leva a week for food. Oh, so it's like 50 uh, bucks, Gene. Yeah, sixty. Think sixty dollars. Yeah. So it's not bad. <laughs> it's not a. It's okay. not like it's. You can find Western stuff, and so that's going to be a little bit more expensive. But you know, vegetables and meats and all that. The hardest thing for us to get um, for you, for me. Uh, <laughs> well, there's two things, and one for her, one's for me. Beef is not a big thing here. So they eat veal and they keep on trying to explain to me that veal is beef. And I keep on telling them veal is veal, beef is beef, a steak is a steak. It's not (laughs) veal. But you can, we're actually getting more and more beef here, but it's not, uh, we get a lot of Irish beef, which is good. It's really good beef. American beef is, we can get it. It's usually really expensive and uh, because the European Union rules, it's hard yeah. to get into the into the European Union right. uh, because they use so many chemicals and radiation and all that stuff. Yeah, we get a lot of European stuff here. The only thing that we have a really tough time with pop tarts. <laughs> First of all, all right. So you don't like baby baby beef uh, veal. I don't like baby beef. I, mean, so, I do so, eat it. Okay, I it's. They're cute. No, no, no. So you like Pop Tarts? Oh, I love. See, are you? Do you love Pop Tarts? That's one of the things I ruined uh, when we were in Kuwait. Uh, oh my God! In Kuwait, we got you know it was we like shopping Pop-Tarts. in the states, and I started buying Pop Tarts, and she just fell in love with Pop Tarts, <laughs> and um, I literally bought a you know I got a shipment. From <laughs> Sam's Warehouse. Oh, of the 16 box. We got like wow. Of those. We usually go to the States like every year. Every year. And so there are certain things that I always buy in the States. Because of the pandemic, I've not been able, I haven't been back to the States since November of 2019. Okay. And so I'm hoping to go, I was hoping to go back for 4th of July, but it's going to probably, I'm hoping like September now. So there's a lot of stuff that I've been stocking up on that mm-hmm. I'm running out a lot. And so I'm, I'm trying to slowly, but we've got a couple of boxes of Pop-Tarts left and that's it. So oh, wow. that's the number one <laughs> we thing. We have to go. Everything else though, we're cool with. Okay. You know, okay. I have a question. It sounds okay. like there's a lot, do, lot to do and a lot to, um, a lot of places to eat, but to get there, how's the weather? Yes. Where you are? <laughs> Good it's weather. Soon, 
four seasons. Yes. It's similar to Pennsylvania, uh, Ohio. It's very similar to when I lived in Ohio. It's usually mild summers. This summer's been really hot. The spring is usually warmer. We had a really cold spring. I had a fire in the fireplace on June the 1st because it was just really cold that oh day. Oh, my goodness. In like the this first day of... This is unusual. The first day of summer, it was like God said, oh, I forgot to turn on the heat. And he just flipped on the heat. And <laughs> it went from like 60 to 90 overnight. Oh, wow. And so it's been... It's starting to cool down, but typically the summers are upper 70s, low 80s. The falls are beautiful here. A lot of hardwood trees. And so if you think about all the fall trees changing, we get a lot of that here. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, We get a lot of snow periodically, Mm. uh, especially because we're in the Balkan Mountains. And so Mm -hmm. we get a little bit more than in some other areas. Uh, But it's it's not bitterly cold. It'll get into the 20s in low teens. Sometimes it'll get, you know, it's like every place else. You'll get a couple of days of really, really extremely cold weather. But it's been, if you like four seasons, this is a wonderful place to be because I turned on the air conditioner a couple of days ago for like two hours. And that's the first time I've used it oh, in a year, year since last year. And normally last year, I think I turned on the air conditioner in the place like for two hours, the entire, for four hours, the entire summer. Our doors here and like windows, we can vent so you can open them and then you can vent the top. We usually just leave all our windows vented. Mm -hmm. So at night, it's going to be in the the 60s. And it's especially because Sophia because it's a big city, gets a lot of pollution. Interesting. Where we, we live on the other side of the mountains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we get, a, our air is a lot less polluted. We get a lot of, you know, cool breezes from the, um, from the mountains. And so it's usually fresh, clean. And so when I, when I wake up in the morning and we can sit outside on our, on our patio and have our coffee and it's just, oh, it's wow. so nice. Uh, Where is the, uh, closest um airport and is it an international Sophia international is oh, okay. literally 40 minutes away oh from, nice uh, i mean we're we're just have to be the international airport is literally on our side of town okay so we can get on the highway from our place our, the highway is literally two minutes from my house oh nice uh, and, and so I can, a- it, they, I can be at the airport in 40 minutes okay and except when we have three tunnels and every so often they have to close one. And so it kind of jams up traffic every so often, but most of the time it's 30 minutes. We just drove to Sofia this, this morning and it was 40 minutes and we were Sofia. Okay. Can you get a direct flight to the States? Actually? Yes. Yes, you can. Well, they just started it. There is a company that just started up. I do not know what the name is. It's supposed to start in July and they are going to do, I believe it's three days a week from Sophia International to um, New York City to JFK. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's, that's 20 minutes from us, Gene. <laughs> see, you're closer than we are from our airport. Yeah, uh, we'll have to come visit you. Please do. You are always invited here. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. We, uh, but, we'll bring our uh, air mattresses. Yeah, you don't even need to do that. We, we've got everything. Uh, but the normally what we have to do is we have to go to like Istanbul or... Frankfurt mm, or, right. or Paris or Amsterdam to go to States. We usually fly my, like all my family now lives in the Atlanta area. Right. I can get a, a flight from Sofia to Istanbul, Istanbul to Atlanta. Istanbul's 40 minutes, 45 minute flight. And then we can go directly. in. And- I just want to say just, just to wrap things up. It sounds, sounds amazing Bulgaria and, Sounds like you can live in Europe at a fraction of the of the cost of other European countries, and and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's is that, is that it the is. case? You think? I can tell you for 
a lot of my friends that were teaching internationally taught in Luxembourg and the Netherlands and other places. My my stepson, Rumi's son, lives in just outside of Amsterdam. And Amsterdam is beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's expensive. It yeah, is yeah, very. so much more expensive. France, if you Paris is extremely expensive. If you go outside, it's not nearly as bad. But you can live here on a fraction of a lot of the costs. I'm on a lot of Facebook retirement pages and they go, you know, they go, can you live on social security? You can do it here. Uh, It's going to limit you a little bit, but I I live comfortably on a fraction of the money that I get. So, and you uh, said that you're not even going to touch social security until later. Oh, I don't, I don't need to. Right. Until Uh, you're 70. Yeah. Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and Rumi, um, how do you feel about the future? Do you think you guys are going to stay there or any thoughts about the U.S.? And I'm just trying to get some gauge of going forward. Uh, I don't want to go in the States. It's very <laughs> complicated. First of all, I don't have residency there. I'm going with a tourist visa there and mm-hmm. I can stay uh. just the six months. Mm-hmm. Even even though you're married. Yes, even yes. we are married, they reject my application for a green card. Well, they didn't reject it. It's and it wasn't there is no way to stay there one year long. It's the biggest problem is right now for people and we could do she could get one. It's just it took two and a half years to just get the it. application to get approved so we could apply. Uh, And it's because there are so many people that were applying for residency in the state. A lot of people keep on telling me, oh, well, she's married to you. She can easily come. That's true. But it's just the number, you know, there are hundreds of thousands of applications every year. And so it just takes a long time to get through the process. And also the restriction, which are for all the documents there, it's not so easy. It's not as easy for that. So you Uh, have to start now. The problem is also... And I cannot work there uh, until... So I cannot do anything there. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is that if you don't, you have to be in the country for 181 days in the States to maintain your residency. If you go out less than 181 days, right? you lose your residency. So as of right now, it's we can travel to the States. We can go as much as we want there, but it's not a big deal for us right now. We like to travel. So My, you know, right. we're looking at traveling over Europe and we've been to Bali and Sri Lanka and Seychelles wow. and nice. Bangkok and wow. other, you know, mm-hmm. not counting all of Europe and all that. So right, right. it's just a really easy place here to do it. Right. And when we want to go to the States, we can we can go to the States anytime. And we usually stay six weeks to maybe two months. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then, so it's it's not that. And like I said, it's, I'm kind of used to this. This isn't for everyone. I wouldn't suggest it. Mm-hmm. But if you are willing to take a chance to in explore and willing to adapt. This is wonderful. And also, we have a lot of friends here. Mm. We build a life here. It's We can do that back in the States, but it's I'm comfortable here. It's I'd be not, too. God, I'd be yeah. if I were you. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like you have a wonderful life there. And then, and yeah. plus you can travel. So, so yeah, I don't see yeah. the point, but I have a last question. Do you have any advice for people wanting to retire in Bulgaria? The first thing is, is you got to be realistic about yourself and know what you have along those lines. So do you have the capability? I mean, because you're not, it's hard for a person to say, oh, well, I'm going to come here and just work. They need to see and visit. And if they like the place, it's one thing. Yeah. a little time here and then they can decide. Uh, right, right, of course. It's not, you're not going to get a job here that much. If you want to, there's a lot of nomad or, you know, software nomads that right. come to Bulgaria because it's cheap in that sense and they can work here. Internet here is amazing. 
So it's it's better than in a lot of places in Europe. But it's a play. It's one of the places that a lot of people don't think about. You should definitely come and visit. It is wonderful. Every season is different. There are Roman ruins all over the place. There's so much history within this area that it's amazing to go see. It's not the easiest place to get around in. If you're willing to, you know, adapt and that you can you can really enjoy yourself here. So I would recommend it. And and Rumi, what's your advice? Let's people come and see and they can take decision after this. Right. The, the people are different mm-hmm. and they they like prob- more of them they they will like it. Mm-hmm. Understand that this was a communist nation for one thing. And so if you're thinking it's going to look like you know Paris or something like or London or something like that, it doesn't. They're in a big transition from the 19 late 80s early 90s to now. So there's you know it's getting better. There are problems here like every place else, but mm-hmm. so you know if you're if you're looking at going to Paris, you know, there are beautiful places here. It's just not it's not western Europe. If you can accept that, you could have an amazing time here. Okay. Wow. Well, this has been an amazing episode, Jean. I learned yeah. so much about Bulgaria through the two of you, through our little research while we were, you know, meeting you and preparing. And you guys are so nice. Um, I I can't thank you enough. And uh, I guess that's a that's a wrap, right? That's a wrap. Yeah. And, All right. And Bulgaria seems like it's a place I want to visit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna it we're gonna beautiful. see if if we uh, are responsible for um, people moving there. I think Bulgaria, you know, has to give us four here a little credit. Okay. All right, guys. We don't believe it. All right. Take care. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much again. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. We'll be in touch. Bye-bye. Thank you. We'll see you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com and you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well. Be well.